Welcome to Voices of Valor, a podcast by and for the men of the Legion of Valor in the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois. Legion of Valor is a brotherhood of Catholic men committed to growth and holiness through the perfection of virtue in cooperation with God's grace, with a shared mission of forming Christian disciples, first in our homes, then in our parishes and our communities. I'm Mike Christie, host of the Voices of Valor podcast, and a member of Bishop Paprocki's leadership team in the offices of the Springfield Diocese. I'm joined by our co-host, Father Dominic Rankin, Bishop Paprocki's Master of Ceremonies, Priest Secretary, member of the diocesan staff, Chaplain of the Legion of Valor, uh, graduate of the Pope St. John Paul II Institute for Family Studies. Marriage, did I get, family, did I get it? Science I Studies, something. Yeah, Finish it's somewhere in there. It's, That's, I mean, the problem is they've changed the name, so it's it's an amalgamation of different good terms about what you said. Okay. And a whole lot of sil- syllables and a lot lots of wisdom. Of, lots of and syllables. A lot of wisdom. Prior to that, a um, graduate of the North American College in Rome. Indeed. Uh, did you learn Italian? I did. Were your classes uh, in Italian? Yes. So Ouch. mostly theological Italian and like theological ordering, ordering different pizza than, okay. Italian. Okay, gotcha. So but you I'd, did get the restaurant Italian. Yes, I did. Okay. But not like the, you know, change a car tire Italian. Okay, that's different. Yep. Got it. Okay. <laughs> we, are, uh, we are joined again uh, graciously by Steve Markle, who joined us in the last episode uh, and spoke about the cancer that's killing our kids, as he, as he has described it in the past, the, the, um, you know, the over-focus that we tend to have on kids' intellectual formation, on their achievements, um, our over-focus, as Father Dominic described it, in the, um, in the kingly aspect of our role, you know, to, to provide and protect. Um, you know, we, if we overemphasize that, we tend to spend too much time away from home. We get our priorities. We get the emphasis on the wrong syllable, if you will. <laughs> And then that tends to show up, as Steve described, in, in, in our parenting and our expectations and how we allocate our t- kids' time. Steve, you left us at the end of the last episode with that kind of cliffhanger. And, and I'll sum it up this way. You described, you know, meeting with your spiritual director and hearing from him, Steve, you're getting it all wrong. you got to stop talking to your kids about your faith. Wow, that seems counterintuitive. You know, and he pointed out to you, overemphasis on, you know, intellectual formation, outsourcing that, you need to build their their character. Uh, and, you know, he pointed out they're, they're selfish, they're lazy. I'm thinking as a father, ouch, you know, th- this hurts. And so you did a turnabout and, you know, really started to focus on um, cultivating virtue, cultivating character, building the family community, if you will. And you said within nine months, you saw a turnaround. And now here you are, you know, some years later, five kids, adult kids, still practicing the faith. So I say to that, you know, as I said in the last episode, every father's frustration, every father's dream, right there in kind of a a little snippet. How did you do it? Yeah, thank you for asking. You know, it's um, it's just a a big pivot moment for my wife and I when we started to work on this, kind of revealed to us that we really had to start working on our kids' character to get them to be the happy, healthy, productive, successful adults that they should be. And I realized at that point, too, you know, you just can't get your kids to do character, right? You just can't get your kids to live virtue or live character. They, you have to get them to become a person of character. And, and so there's two ways, right, we can learn. One is through, you know, education, like learning about different virtues. In the church, we know them as cardinal virtues, prudence, temperance, fortitude, and justice, right? And then uh, our, our Thomas Aquinas said there are 60 sub-virtues of those. So I could make a list of all those virtues in the Aristotelian opposite and excess and 
give a parent or you know a young adult this this test, right, to study these sixty virtues and the vices attached to them, and you could ace the test, but it doesn't make you virtuous, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just smarter about virtue, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make me a virtuous person. So what it really takes is practical application, and it's a it's a series of building daily habits in a little way. So when we when I this my spiritual director said that to me, you know, Steve, you need to develop character virtues in your kids, and that's their problem. And when I went to my wife and said we need to look at their problems, solve it with a virtue. I'll give you an example. My oldest son at the time was living in California. He was actually an adult living on his own. And, you know, he wasn't able to keep a job for more than a year. He'd hit his alarm button, you know, half a dozen times in the morning. And so he'd show up late to work, you know, anywhere from between 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock. And he called me, and he just I, – he, I think he had reached the bottom of his rope. And he said, Dad, I really need your help. I think he's like 25 years old. Mm-hmm. I, he said, to Dad, I really, really need your help. And I said, well, define help, because in the past, I meant write a check, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, I stopped, we stopped doing that. And so I said, you know, define help. He said, Dad, I, I'll do anything you tell me. I, I just lost my job again. And he said, man, I, I got a question for you. What time do you get up in the morning? Because I knew this was a major issue for him. Mm-hmm. See, giving in to the little temptations and passions and mm-hmm. desires to feed his own appetite and this is what it is. It's just a lack of discipline, typically. The reason we fail in life is because of lack of discipline. It's from ourselves. We can't blame anybody else. And so I said, what time do you, uh, should you get up? He said, 6.30. I said, what time are you getting up? He said, well, it varies between 7 and 9. And he said, you know, I'm always late to work. I said, so get up at 6.30 and call me tomorrow. Hmm. That's it. Said, That's it. Just call me tomorrow at 6.30. Did he, he call you? Your time he called me at 6.30, 7.30 my time. <laughs> Dad, I'm up. I said, great, what are you going to do today? He said, I'm going to start looking for a job, putting a resume there. I said, good for you. Call me at 6.30 tomorrow. We did that every day for a week. I said, how do you feel? He said, I feel really good, Dad. I said, why? He said, because I said to him, why? And he said, I don't know. I, I just, I guess doing this, I said, yeah, you feel better because you're in control of your own passions and desires instead of your passions and the desires controlling you. You're in control. He said, so what, what do we do now? I said, now we're going to go with a week without you calling me daily. Call me next week and tell me how you did. He calls me. I said, how many days? He said, five. I said, good for you. Can you do six next week? Mm. Yep. We did that for a month. I mean, it was just little things like Training that. wheels come off. Yeah. yeah. Holding each other accountable. Yeah. Accountability. You know, yeah. Stephen, what you said, it strikes me there's um, an analogy, like an, a lot of analogies, probably imperfect, but I think this one's pretty close. There's an analogy to athletics in, in this, right? Which is, going back to what you said at the beginning, I can study pick a sport, the mm-hmm. game of basketball, the game of hockey, you know, whatever it may be. I can know what the positions are. I can know what the techniques are. I can understand the rules of the game, all that sort of thing. But that doesn't make me a player, right? That doesn't mean that when I step on the ice and put skates on or, you know, step on the court and, and lace up that I'm going to be able to manifest what I've studied. The latter comes from repetition, right? It comes from that's what I heard you saying. It's kind of small, break that down into small techniques and apply them, apply them consistently with accountability. And now you can start to build habits. Is that, yep. is that great fair? analogy? Let me take, yeah, let me just take off on that. Cause it's a great analogy. It made me think of something. First of all, I love the guy talk. I'm lo- I love the fact that this is for guys, you know, your, your <laughs> podcast is for guys. We do too. So let me, based on your, um, your, your comment there, let me just throw some back to you that I think is profound. When I love these guy shows. You know, I mean, they're all sports shows, but Miracle on Ice, or if you haven't watched Coach Carter, watch Coach Carter, or Hoosiers, right? Yeah, and it's yeah, all yeah. the same, and it refers exactly what you just said. 
right? All of the same thing. You have a great team, but they're not the championships, right? You typically have a star player on the team, and that's where all the attention goes, but they never get at the state or championships because there, there's no one person that can carry a team. New coach comes in into the position. Every one of those movies is a true situation. New coach comes in and says, boys, it's about the drills. It's not about you. The name on the front of the jersey is about the name of the back of the jersey is more important. Herb Brooks, Marathon Ice. You know, and he, what do they do? They, he, the coaches get these people to run drills as a team, right? And they run the drills until they know it backwards and forwards. Do it again. What are the do drills? They're virtues. <laughs> Those drills for us and men in daily life are virtues, and that's what leads us to be heroic and to deny ourselves. See, a true man is a self-effacing servant leader. One of the best books ever written in business is the um, Good to Great, Jim Collins, right? Mm -hmm. He said a level Mm -hmm. five leader is a self-effacing servant leader. My background was in the investment world, and he was exactly right. What makes us men great is when we can not think of ourselves, but through virtuous daily activities of doing those drills, just like the, those sports in your analogy there a minute ago. If we can do that as a man, we will rock the world. Now, Steve, this is um, a bit ironic because, you know, one of your points was early on in this conversation was, I can't just say, be virtuous, right? I can't say to okay. my, my kid, I want you to have character. I want you to be virtuous. It has to be kind of broken down concrete. So we're, we're talking about, you know, uh, these great sports movies. We're talking about the disciplines in sports and how you, you take a technique, you take a drill, and you just work that until it becomes second nature muscle memory so that when it's called upon, you don't have to think about it. It happens. That's what virtue is, right? Virtue is that stable habit of when called upon to exercise the intellect and the will, you've been disciplined enough in this that it's just fluid, you know, and, and it's, it's how we kind of you know, it's, it's building up defenses against vice and, and, and bad habit. What are the drills? So I think this is, to some extent, where, where family character came from, isn't it? Yes, because we discovered, we go through four levels of learning, and this kind of gets a lot of them, I'm trying to make it short, but this in, unconscious incompetence, right? I didn't know that mm. the virtual orderliness had three different types, show up on time, put things away, prioritize things correctly. So I didn't know that, but now when somebody makes me aware of that, now I'm consciously incompetent. I'm still not living that virtue, but I'm, I'm conscious of what it is. Well, now my goal is to become competent in showing up on time, putting things away and prioritizing things. So now I'm consciously competent when I do that, right? And so that's the levels of learning we go through, this unconscious incompetence to conscious competence. Anyways, so virtue is not only learning about a virtue, but then exercising it. And I think the way we grow as men we have to do this consciously. In other words, I have to look at, okay, I'm going to work on the virtue of order for 30 days. Charles Duhigg in his book, uh, The Power Habit, says it takes 21 days of repeated mm-hmm. behavior to change a bad habit to a good heavy habit, and there's got to be an incentive. So the analogy is if I leave my keys all around, I can't find them. Uh, so if I'll put out a container, and let's say I love M&Ms, if I'll put a container of M&Ms near the front door when I walk in or somewhere mm-hmm. I walk in, and I set my keys in the container and take out an M&M, that's my reward. He said within 21 days, I take the M&Ms away, the keys will still be there. Interesting. Forever. I really like that idea. Well, yeah, and that's, for the habit that's and the habit. M&Ms. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We're in Lent. There's still Lent left. Yeah. Right? There's, there's yeah. time. That, that's one of the beautiful things about the liturgical calendar with Lent and Advent, if nothing else, right? You've got a built-in period that's longer than the period you just described. Yep to actually build habit if we're conscious about it. 
Oh, yeah, this is a great time because this is a good time to deny ourselves, right? Doing the things we should as a husband. My wife comes first, right? When I walk in the door, instead of just grabbing the drink or, you know, sitting down on the couch, reading the paper, turn on TV, playing video games or something, what if I walked over to my wife and said, honey, I know you've probably had a long day day day. What can I do for you? Mm. What can I do to help you right now? And she might say, honey, your oldest child or that kid needs your attention right now. She knows exactly what they need and your family needs. Mm -hmm. What if I did that for Lent? What would my wife 30 days or 40 days later think of me if every day I walked in and said, what can I do for you? What would my relationship be like with her? But what if I did that for the rest of my life? What what would that relationship look like a year from now or three years or five years? What would my relationship with my kids look like if I did that? Well, I walked in my door and all my grandkids and said, hey, you know, what can I, how can I, you know, what, what would you like to do right now? You know, and by the way, kids don't need an hour each. They need five minutes or ten minutes each. What if I did that for each one of my five kids when mm. I was a father? I wish I'd have knew that stuff when I was my, my kids were young. You know, to be able to walk in and say, "Hey, you know, Matt, my oldest son, what what can I do with you right now? What can you and I do together for the next five to ten minutes?" You know, and and do it. I mean, what a difference in relationships, and do that the rest of my life. Now, I hear I hear you saying a, a couple of things there. One is, um, I know one of the things in a lot of guys' mind, and, it, and I think we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, is time, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, uh, and you, you even said it, and I concur with you, uh, if balance, if what you have in mind when you say balance is equally divided, forget it, right? Yeah. It's just the math doesn't work. But you do have to allocate some time and attention to this, right? Yep. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm saying this is a change of my makeup. Nobody else's. I have to, first of all, I, I love the comment. I, nobody can really knows where this comes from, but our thoughts lead to actions. Mm-hmm. Actions lead to habits. Habits lead to character, and character becomes our destiny. Mm-hmm. Our destiny comes from our thoughts. I have to, I have, to have the go transfer from an intellect to a will saying, I, I want a great family as a husband and father that has great happiness and joy and, you know, will lead to success for my kids, right? So how do I do that? Well, I have to make a sacrifice, and it's just not providing money. Money is not the solution. My family's problem. I, I have to support it, but it's not the solution. They want my time, and they need to see a good example as a husband and father. They need to see a man who's rock solid and that can take the hits. This is what God made us men. We're, we're going to take the big responsibilities on and, and shoulder that responsibility and, and really deny, deny ourselves by growing in love for others. And by the way, all virtue leads to love if it's meant for others. If I'm doing it for myself, it makes a bigger vice. Mm-hmm. But it starts, by the way, it starts in little activities. It doesn't start with something big. If you try to do something big, I can tell you, you're going to stop within three weeks. Mm-hmm. Steve, I wanted to, to dig into that point you just made that I think a lot of our guys are probably listening right now, imagining this awesome, you know, love-filled family and, you know, virtue abounding in their kids, and they want to get there. You know, they want to be the guy that's going to That's take my 10-day plan. Right? Exactly. Awesome family, they, you know, but, in 10 days. But the, uh, the incremental steps between where we're at now and that goal, um, the problem is it's going to take more than three days, more than 10 days, more than three weeks uh, to get from here to there. And I think yeah. that's the, the trickiest part is to maintain this gradual growth over a, a long enough period of time that you actually begin to see the fruits of, of virtue kind of flowering in your in your family. I also want to point out, I think we're, we're kind of talking about two sides of a coin concurrently in this conversation. One side is our own growth in sure. virtue. And, and to that point, we won't dwell on it here. Just know that the, the research is conclusive and overwhelming 
whether it feels like it or not, especially with teenager, teenage kids, nothing matters more than the witness of their father, okay. the yeah. witness Absolutely. of their yep. father, right? So how, yep. I, how, you know, how I live as father, what I do for better or worse, that's the most powerful thing, especially as it relates to the faith. The flip side of the coin, in addition to kind of our cultivating our own virtue and leading the family, is cultivating our family's virtue, right? And one of the things, Steve, that strikes me as I was listening to you is I think one of the things we have to be willing to do, which is in and of itself calling on virtue within us, is be willing to have the tough conversations, mm-hmm. right? It's so easy to see the problem, and eh, even if it's not a conscious thing, just to it's just you don't have the energy for it, you don't want to deal with the battle, whatever it is, it takes humility, I think. It takes charity to say, you know, you know, we're going to sit down, we're going to address this challenge. Do you agree with that, Steve? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's the old Midas years ago commercial, you know, deal, you know, I can take, take me now or, you know, I can treat you later. I mean, you deal this later. <laughs> and I can tell you, if you brush all that stuff under, if, if, take, take your child of a four-year-old and triple that and, uh, 10 years later. If they're screaming and yelling at a four-year-old, triple that, and then look at that's when they got, that's now they're 14. Take another 10 years and add that on, and they're still screaming and yelling at you. They're doing what they want. They're not listening to you. Now take another 10 years and add it until they're 24 and see what happens. And when you put them out into the world, they're going to be a miserable failure. And you know you, you're, who you're going to blame? You're going to blame yourself. Yeah. You're yeah. only as happy as your most unhappy child. Mm. You know, you, you ask the question, you know, how do you do this? I think one of the pivoting moments for my wife and I years ago after the uh, my spiritual director said, Steve, you didn't form character in your kids, is I realized because there was a 16-year period between that time, educator speaking and saying develop character and then me talking to my spiritual director and saying you didn't develop character. And and so I really could, you know, was punishing myself for 16 years because I didn't do it. But why didn't I do it? Because exactly what you said earlier, there was no plan, right? I didn't have any time. Nobody has any time anymore. So no more objection we hear among parents today is we don't have time, right? It's a matter of lack of priorities. But I didn't want to develop a program to put my kids mm-hmm. through a character, you know, 25 years ago. I didn't know when to start, where to start. So this is why we did this. My objective was, okay, now that he said that and we saw the outcome of this, is to start an organization where if people have, you know, believe that they really want us to do this, that we've got the curriculum put together. We know what virtues to start with. It's a whole one-year curriculum. It's daily, it's weekly, there's monthly activities, there's stuff for the family, there's stuff for the parents, and there's stuff for the kids to do. And it's very practical, but it's very simple. Because without that, you know, you're not going to parent. I can tell you, listening to shows and being at conferences, we walk, most of us walk away and do nothing, mm-hmm. right? We get stimulated, they're going to get stimulated by listening to this podcast, it's really great, what you guys are doing is terrific, but ultimately... You know, most of us are going to walk away and say, boy, that was really good. We were entertained for this period of time, but we mm-hmm. don't do anything. Got to put it in right. action. Got to put it in action. So, yeah. um, Steve, you are our kind of guy. Um, you are you are officially, if you'll accept the invitation, uh, being invited as a uh, Western region contingent of the Legion of Valor. <laughs> we, we, we want you on the team. So, love this conversation. Yeah. There's a ton more that we can and should and hopefully – at some point, if you're willing, come back and talk about more. In the meantime, Absolutely. Families of Character. Families of Character is your organization and a brand new curriculum, right? Come in March, in about three weeks. Okay, perfect. Father, would you mind sending us forth in prayer? I'd love to. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. God, we place ourselves in your presence and under your power and your authority. We ask you to lead and guide us 
as we lead and guide those given to our love, to our care. We pray for your grace in our lives to be faithful and to be true to the virtues that you're calling forth in our lives and in our hearts. We might be witnesses to all those um, that need our fatherly care. We offer them, we offer our prayers in intercession for them. We pray for your blessing upon all of us. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Amen. Onward, brothers. And upward.